You're listening to It's Still Happening, the ancestral healing podcast for those of us who are creating lives of freedom, abundance, and belonging in the world and for cultural change. It's me, Ash Johns, your guide, host, and hopefully inspirational muse, who also happens to be a spiritualist, coach, strategist, and water worshiper. If you've been questioning your purpose, noticing some reoccurring generational patterns in your own life, and desire healing, transformation, and forward movement, you're definitely in good company, my friend. Welcome to my show. Hey, everyone. Hey, everyone. It's Ash, and we're back with It's Still Happening. And actually today we are doing a special, a new segment, if you will, that you can look forward to every month (laughs) or whenever spirit gives it to me. And this new segment is something that's been on my heart for a little while. I'm naming it Healing is Happening. And it's also a new program. So you'll hear about that a little bit later. But a lot of times people come and ask me, what's the evidence of the healing? How do I know I'm breaking generational curses and patterns? I'm healing ancestral trauma. I'm claiming my gifts. And there is a tangible thing that happens in your life that you can see, taste, touch, feel, where people reflect back to you. And then there's the intangibles of how you feel inside, how you move, how you think, your energy shifts. And so we need to have some episodes that really show that healing is happening, especially when it feels like the world is constantly changing. It's constantly a dumpster fire. And we just don't know what's going down, if we're actually making progress or if it's still happening, which the truth is it's both, in my opinion. And so this episode of It's Still Happening is Healing is Happening around the abandonment of sisterhood. And just to set the scene, the scene, the scene, (laughs) y'all. Of course, I have my tea. I've got black tea with a little bit of raw honey. Mm. Has a bit of cinnamon in it. It's actually in a mug of an ad agency. I think I might have talked about this one before in another episode of an ad agency I will never work at again. One, because I'll never work at an ad agency again. They say never, say never. Okay, (laughs) y'all. There's something else they're going to have me do. Gotcha. At least not for this man. I think we can say that. Am I right? Yes, we're right. Okay. I have my standing desk actually standing. I bought a standing desk weeks ago and I never used it to stand. I just let it raise my desk up, which was really good for my hips and my back, which is something to talk about relating to ancestral healing and where you hold trauma in your actual body somatic therapy for me it's the hips it's also why my hips be so wide and juicy there's that so i'm standing at the standing desk got my water and it is early morning my favorite time to record as my commitment to my spirits and y'all and the energy of this podcast but i am doing something different and that is i have the shades drawn it's dark i have my light like my working lamp the ring lamp All of y'all are like, what light are you using? You look great. It's on Amazon. I'll link it here as well as the camera. But I have that on the lowest setting. 
I have a eucalyptus candle going and it's just really moody in my office sanctuary spirit space. And I did that because I wanted to sink into some real truths and some real experiences while holding and managing the energy vibration between here's the trauma and the reoccurring wound and here's the opening for the healing. And here's a little tip, and this might be just my mind and my energy, but guess what? That's what y'all might be here for. You are here for it, right? (laughs) But take it and see how it might apply to you. When I listen to podcasts, which I don't very often, (laughs) I'm listening not just for the words and the aha moments. I'm listening to the vibration of the person's voice and the energy underneath what they're teaching, sharing, talking about. And so in a lot of healing podcasts or spiritual podcasts, they'll be talking about something that actually doesn't bring forth the new energy. It just continues to plant the old energy in you. And we gravitate towards that because as humans, we are trained and programmed to associate with things that are familiar because they're comfortable. It's the reason why we're saying get out of your comfort zone relating to your hiring practices. You can't hire someone who's like you all the time because you'll perpetuate the same systemic oppressions and marginalization of people. It's the reason why we say step out of your comfort zones. You can hear something new. You can do something new. But really, we do look for, and that's why market research also is a hoax Because if you ask people what they want, they're going to give you the vibration of what they know. They might be able to say what they hope for, but I guarantee you, and I know because I did it for a number of years, right when they say what they do want, what they hope for, we go back to what we know. This is the reason why that isn't happening. I really want this, but that won't happen because it would be great if they could make this, but they would have to work through this, you know? So then we take the insights and we just regurgitate back to people what they say that they want. So we have the same cycle of energy coming through. So in the tune in, I am going to invoke the energy and visions that I have for sisterhood. And I'm going to leave space, obviously, for you to invoke and add in or envision or pray for or set the intention to call in your version of sisterhood that you hope to see on this earth and in your life. That's very important. Yeah. Yeah. I get that from my girl who I'm going to mention in this episode. (laughs) So wherever you are, as I always say, as long as you are not operating a vehicle, holding a precious little baby, or doing anything that could cause harm to yourself and others, let's drop in together. You know how we do. A couple deep breaths. And continue breathing as I share some words for us to ground into to help color the picture and the energies of this episode and potentially our lives, our interaction with each other as women, women identifying people, womb carrying females, all of the ways in which we identify relating to the species of creativity, of nurturing, of love. Yeah. How I see us, I see us women. I'm vision casting this for us. I see us running markets, exchanging gifts, 
commodities, materials, products, and high-class services, things of high quality because we are. I see us being able to be diplomatic, coming to the table with our true gripes and issues, reasonings and separations, other fragmentations of our expressions only and always to come to a resolution and an understanding that serves us all, that we walk away from those negotiation tables being so full, every single one of us. I pray that we sit in circles of prayer, of singing, of dance, of rituals, of activation of all of our creative centers, that our heart continues to open and overflow with love for each other, that even in our differences, we see that we belong and we look after each other. I see how we birth our babies, whether they are physical humans, businesses, ideas, dreams, people, partnerships, relationships, we birth those things so beautifully and we celebrate them with resounding joy in our vocal cords for each other. I see us holding each other's heads high. When that chin goes down, we come up and say, it's all right, sis, you got this. I'm here whenever you're ready to lift it. I see us calling in each other in times of pain and times of hurt being caused and given to each other that we can express that and see from the other side. (sighs) That one's hard, but it's true. I see it. I see us understanding even when we don't understand. I see us complimenting each other, high-fiving, hugging. Girl, you look good. That is so pretty. (laughs) I see us exchanging, sharing, holding hands. I see us parting ways and still being connected. I see us being able to identify envy very quickly and know that it's an indicator that we are not living as bright and as brilliant as we're meant to. And then we step into that. We call each other into that, living more brightly and brilliant for ourselves and each other. I see us no longer moving in a way that is the energy of slithering. There is no slime. There is no sneaking. There is no taking. It is sharing. It is speaking. It's being transparent. It's being resilient. I see us loving and appreciating each other's values and boundaries and knowing that it's not personal and also it is. I see us being able to ask for help and receiving it and giving it, and receiving it, and asking, and giving it. I see us cultivating our own unique expressions that we praise each other for. I see us protecting each other. I see us planting seeds in each other's fields as we bask in the sun of each other's bosoms. I see us realizing that we women, we are everything. We are the way, we are the truth, we are the light. We are the beginning and the end and the beginning again. We are the cosmos above and we are the earth below. I see us realizing and living in a way that we know we are infinitely all of everything. Maybe you'll add your own prayer and invocation and intention around sisterhood now. I see us having each other's backs. Deep breaths. My heart is, I feel it. And my eyes are watering. 
Welcome to the show, y'all. So I mentioned in last episode a little bit, feel free to pause and write down your notes from what you felt in those words. I used to think I was going to be a poet, realized I already was. (laughs) It's another thing I'll talk about one day when I found out I have spiritual ancestry with Rumi, the great, great poet, a spiritual mystic of the Sufi. So I mentioned in an earlier episode, I think it was last episode, that I had a sisterhood Saturday that ended up extending like a week. (laughs) I've seen different women who I trust and adore and respect and also surprise calls from women I am estranged from, women I didn't grow up with, meaning an actual older sister who is a good, mm, hold on, 15 years. Yeah, 15 years older than me. And uh, it just was beautiful. And it actually created a ripe foundation for what I knew was brewing. And that was this healing of sisterhood, healing of my women relationships. And so one of those, what kicked off the actual weekend week was a shopping day celebrating some milestones in my healing business with my girl Vela. Shout out to Vela to tell you a little bit about Vela. She is on Instagram at Evolve with Vela. She is a holistic health coach specializing in supporting women, mothers, mothers to be in postpartum. And she is amazing. We've done work together in our sisterhood. We've done work together and with ancestors and she walks with her own people with whom I trust her and them. And so as we were out celebrating and doing some shopping, her spirits asked her to ask me a very big question. If you follow me on Instagram, you might've seen the video and the words that really brought this moment to life. I'll check that out. But they asked her to ask me, how have you been abandoned by sisterhood? And in the moment, you know, to set the scene, we were sitting at a nice restaurant, at the bar, celebrating. I had some shopping bags, as she did as well. You know, we were, we're South Florida, but we had like jackets on because a little cold. And we were drinking a little bubbly, you know? We were just having a really good moment. It was beautiful golden light in the space, which I love that, mood lighting. Ah, it was just juicy. And I turned to her and was like, yeah, girl, you know, because we're like talking and chit-chatting. And I'm like, yeah, you know, I've definitely, you know, I've had some abandonment, some sisterhood things, you know, I'm gonna think about it. But you know, yeah, I wasn't quite ready to get into it in the moment. But we did have some exchange. We did talk about it in conversation. And I knew it was it was just the cracking open in the very beginning. Fast forward a couple days. Woo! Let me tell you, got out that shower, y'all. And all the water that fell from the shower head into my feet were all over my cheeks and my jawline and my neck and my chest. And when I watch that video and I feel into the energy of the healing that's happening, I just get teary-eyed again, as you can hear in my voice right now. Because what I know is women, we are we really are everything. It starts with us. And that's not to put pressure or to make us feel like it's our fault of the relationships we have or the state of this world and the economy and the earth and all these things. I just know that we have the power and the magic and the spirit and the tools inside of us and our DNA and our energy and how we walk and how we talk and how we relate, just the actual essence of being a womb-carrying feminine person to heal this, 
to course correct it. We have the strength inside. We can leverage the masculine inside to create the structures and the systems that will support the healing and the coming together. It's all in us. That's how we make life. We can make new life. Yeah, when I got out and the tears were rolling and I just sent her this message and to be really real with you, and this comes again with what I said in the opening, I'm going to share in more detail than I did in that post in the podcast because I know that we are programmed as humans to only understand and to see the truth in what someone is sharing by example. That's the only way we can see it in our own lives. We'll understand the concepts. We'll be like, "Mm mm-hmm, and then walk right out the door and perpetuate the same thing. So I'm going to give you the vibration of what I experienced, a few things of what I experienced, just to help color this and activate it in your own energy. And then if you want, come back to the invocation and the intention and the grounding at the beginning of the podcast to help clear and neutralize, neutralize and then clear and open up to the possibilities. So feel the energies as we go along. Yeah. I don't like to share too much that again, just conjures up the energy we're trying to dissolve and transmute. And I know we need it. So what I was sharing with her to give you very specifics, like when I started answering the question, that the spirits, her spirits asked me, here's the bullet points. I said, I have experienced sisterhood abandonment when what I had to offer was taken by sisters and not reciprocated. When sisterhood and friendship was rooted in envy and I didn't even know it. When I wasn't socially developed enough to understand social cues And I ignored my intuition, my gut instincts and spiritual connection. And so I stayed around to fit in with women and people instead of being with those who genuinely liked me. I was abandoned in sisterhood or by sisterhood when there wasn't enough room for me in the car. Like literally, this was a scenario that happened that we had all come in together. We'd gone somewhere. This was in high school. And I wasn't cool enough or in with the in crowd enough to be the one chosen to ride back together, even though we all had come in the same car. In fact, I was the only one left behind. And I had forgotten about that incident, but the spirits brought that back to me. And that's when the tears really started. I literally was abandoned and not driven home and had to find a way to get home. I was abandoned in sisterhood when my natural shine was not only not recognized or cherished or appreciated, but it was also exploited and then extracted from. And then I was gaslighted to believe I was too much, too loud, too pretty, too high class, too stuck up, too smarty pants, too much of a go-getter by the same people who were also taking all of those gifts and using it for whatever they needed. I literally allowed sisters to make me small. I was abandoned in sisterhood when they didn't tell me the truth about what was going on in my life as I was crying or sharing or they whispered or saw some things and instead they whispered to others or kept it to themselves and just watched how I would handle it instead of supporting me. When I was made a spectacle for others' quiet entertainment, but also for their secret growth because I've noticed in that particular scenario They'll take notes on how I've handled it and then it helps them. That sucks. That one hurts. Also, I was abandoned in sisterhood when I wasn't worthy of another perspective. No one wanted to pull on my coat strings or grab me by the hand. 
for help and support. Instead, sisters just assume that because I'm me, I'm so strong, I'm so smart, I always figure it out, which is true, that I also didn't need support. I wasn't worthy of support. All the while, they always wanted me to show up for them and their situations. So those are the ones that really came to mind for me when Vela and her spirits asked, and I really appreciated it. And I'm sharing it here because as y'all know, I teach by living and I'm always feeling the line of how much do I want to share that's beneficial to this collective evolution and also individual folks journey, the path that you're walking in your healing and how much just needs to be for me. But you'll notice all of that boiled down to a lack of reciprocity, gaslighting, jealousy, being sneaky, lack of transparency, lack of support, and literal abandonment. And one might wonder, well, Ash, you're a psycho-spiritual coach. You're an ancestral healer dealing with all these ancestors. You know, you're a successful business person in the arts of healing. What the fuck? Like, how did you not already heal this? And to that, I will say, one, healing is cyclical. It is ever going. You are never done. I am never done. We will never be motherfucking done with healing ever, 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 ever. Until we move to another, you know, plane and galaxy and they do shit differently, which I do know they do because I come from a place where they don't do it how we do it here. And it's, let me tell you, completely different. It's taken me a lot to, and I'm continually accepting that I'm human on this earth because it's a mind fuck. But, sip a tea. What I will say is these themes, thematic expressions of pain and trauma and reoccurring ill ways, dysfunctional ways, traumatic ways of relating within lineage and ancestors is an ongoing thing. The way that I tend to work and offer to people is to, when you've identified the reoccurring pattern in your own life, take it to the ancestors and allow them to start working on the energy. Allow them to identify the first woman who experienced that or the first person who experienced that. Ask them to show you the exchanges of what perpetuates it. Why is it being held on to? What is the actual pains? What's the fears? And then have them gather up all the ancestors who've also experienced it, which will be a lot in my case, (laughs) in our cases. And while that's happening and they're elevating those ancestors and they are working through the theme, you would ask them, what is the healing? What's the antidote? What is the medicine? What is in nine times out of 10, it's two, one, one of two things, actually 10 times out of 10, it's two things. It's either the medicine is the exact same thing, which is wild, but you have to apply it in a different way, or it is the exact opposite thing. And that's the medicine. So just hold that as a thought. But it has showed up in my own ancestor work. And particularly as someone pointed out in the comments of the Instagram post, the result of the mother-daughter wound, which it is, in my opinion, it is. But that's only one piece. In fact, I would say the mother-daughter wound is a mechanism in which this phenomenon of sisterhood abandonment and harm from women to women is passed down. It's how we actually get initiated into the social dynamic through the mother-daughter womb and through watching our mother's relationship with other women. I really think the core issues, and as my spirits have showed me, as I went further beyond just what my personal experience was when I took it to them to be like, hey, y'all, let's gather around this. 
what 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 the fuck <laughs> let's get into the core here they were like the core issue the core wound particularly for me and see how it resonates for y'all i think it is true is women's belief that beauty isn't abundant and that even if it is abundant it depletes one's own beauty reserve so essentially and we've seen this in memes we've seen it in posts it is that your shine and your beauty and your greatness takes away from mine there's not enough space for us all when literally we are the cosmos we are the galaxy we are the earth we are everything there's so much infinite space for our beautiful essence in the boardroom in work in the internet there's so much room for us to be there together and i was like huh so you mean to tell me well really they asked me to ask (laughs) y'all when did we decide we'd start treating each other women the way that the wounded masculine does think about it all of these factories all of these businesses the way that they treat the earth they take and they take and they're like "Eh, whatever no big deal and men being like "Mm, whatever no big deal it's the way that they're telling me this so feel the vibration of the words rather than the well that's still the expression so you get it i don't have to coddle y'all i know that my listeners are amazing people who are in tune with spirit so you get what i'm saying but when did we decide we'd start treating each other in the way the wounded masculine does us being disconnected from honoring and respecting the source of each other's beauty power and brilliance within that's personified in so many unique flavors that we call people, that we call woman, that we call girl, that we call mother, sister, cousin, friend, daughter. Yeah. When did we decide that that's okay? I'm just going to take a couple breaths for a moment. Ironically enough, while we think that there's not enough space for us, we see how, oh, my eye is twitching. Okay, they're liking this. And it's the left eye. I haven't had a left eye twitch in a bit. Cool. Mm. It's weird, these dynamics. It seems sometimes that us women are treating each other in this savage disconnected way and i see more and more men having closer bonds and respect for each other than we do and that's not comparison it's just insight right how can we restore this our wombs run so deep we're so connected you put women in a room together and all of our periods sing together all of our cycles are the same that's how connected we are the waters we are the stars we are the earth when we move Okay, when the earth shakes, we feel it. We feel it. The earth is moving, the water is moving, the trees are moving, yeah? Mm. So a lot of times folks are thinking about ancestral healing just out of the context of their own bloodlines. The fear of what the women might hold in the bloodline of a white person, a white presenting Euro-descended, I don't even know if I want to use the word white person anymore because we're not about whiteness. Hmm. I'm going to have to 
Put a pin in that. <laughs> Put a pin in that, y'all. Uh, and then how do I feel about using the word black in black culture? Word. Noted to come back to. Mm. I'm breathing as I'm feeling into what they're saying. There's so many possibilities of our healing. And I also am always reminding folks that our lineages are not just the bloodlines. We also have spiritual lineages and lineages to land and elements and things like that. We also have the lineage of the gender and or sex that you identify. And so sometimes I'm talking about ancestral healing for the woman population. Let us all come together and look at the same wounds that are playing out and how our differences perpetuate these wounds as women identifying people. I'm going to have a retreat for that. I'm going to have a conference, a gathering of that. That's important. So let's talk about when you do feel justified, because here's the funny thing. Remember I said to remember what the medicine is. It's either doing the exact opposite. It's also doing the same things. In this case, it's both. <laughs> both and. Surprise, surprise, y'all. Because sometimes we feel justified in perpetuating the same things that happen to us in order to feel safe. And I have done that the same ways I have been abandoned by sisterhood. I have abandoned sisterhood. I have been like, we out. <laughs> you guys know that cartoon where who said this? Someone said this to me recently. I'm like, pew, and like they move and like they just left a smoke, like of the imprint of their body because they're gone. I've done that. And it's been praised by some people who tell me, Ash, you're always so good at taking care of yourself. I have left masterminds. I have left trainings i have left covens i have left or covens however it's called but spiritual houses for women i have left friendships right i have left calls group things where everyone felt uncomfortable and were being harmed in a sisterhood space and no one wanted to say anything and i was like i'm out you know so there was a way of leaving and abandoning in a way that preserved me and also harmed others. I have hosted masterminds in which I shut that shit down, right? And some people were harmed by that and others were like, well, yeah, that needed to happen because no one was showing up. No one was putting on our big girl panties to show up for ourselves and each other in our healing. And that was very disappointing. And so the same way I was like, man, I've been hurt by sisterhood. I was like, well, damn, I've hurt other people with sisterhood. This is a cycle. I'm sitting in it. So even when it feels justified, I want us to remember and see how those actions of protection contribute to this line of sisterly fragmentation that we want to end. How is it still happening? How is this still happening? And as I said, I've bowed out of space and relationships where they couldn't hold this vision. I left in a way that imparted the seed of what I do believe can be true in the future. And that's the key. If you are going to abandon a space of sisterhood and womanism, if you will, I don't even know if that's a word, and do it in a way that leads behind the energy and the seed of what we do want to see in sisterhood. And that's not about some when they go low, we go high shit. It's I'm invoking a new energy and my actions is a demonstration of birthing that into the world. I am not perfect. I am not righteous. 
I just do have a vision, a vibration, and a desire to keep exploring and trying to facilitate and cultivate and live that out loud until we do nail it. We may struggle to live it thoroughly now, but I am creating for my daughters, daughters, daughters returned and for yours too. So I will not allow the disrespect of me from another sister make my heart cold, my actions stabby, (laughs) my trust withered. Instead, I will make safe space and demonstrate how the healing is happening. So in all those tears that I was having with this level, this next level of healing and this exploring of sisterhood in another way, because here's the truth, y'all. I just got into sisterhood. Oh, wait, let me rewind it back. First off, you might not know this, but I have a very dynamic family. I grew up with three brothers, one older and two younger, all of which who have the same father. And I was the stepchild and the only girl, right? On my father's side, which whom I did not know these people (laughs) until I was like 15, 16, I have a slew of sisters and two brothers, but I wasn't raised with them and we're all nice age gaps and things. And so I always longed for sisterhood. In fact, the only, you know, I would look at my mom and my aunt and I'm like, man, y'all are amazing. Like you have a sister, you have someone that like wanted to wear the same clothes and like borrow stuff and talk about periods and sex together. Like what? That's amazing. I only know that through friends. And then my cousin, shout out to her, who's an only child became the sister that I never had. And so we had an interesting and do have an interesting bond that does reflect very much so sisters. So, you know, I joined a sorority, shout out to that, (laughs) surprise. I pledge uh, Zeta Phi Beta and I did it because I wanted to understand women and come into sisterhood for the first time and talk about sisterhood and abandonment. I don't know what I experienced there. There was some sisterly moments. I'm not gonna shit on that. This is black Greek blasphemy right now because I'm not an active member. I hardly think about it. And there's another reason for that that I'll maybe have an episode on. But as it relates to sisterhood, I witnessed a lot of harmful things. I thought that it was till the day we die, z fi z fi b, you know? And and I'm not mocking. Don't y'all go and have my whole sisterhood gang up on me, right? But I saw a lot of harm being done, lying and cheating on people's boyfriends with each other and all types of stuff that I was like, the fuck? I thought I was coming into like sacred, like, you know, we gonna get each other jobs and birth each other's babies. And, you know, that just wasn't what I experienced, even though folks in my chapter did experience that together. So I'm just giving you a little bit of backstory of my experiences of abandonment of sisterhood or not feeling connected to women and sisters in a container of friendship that was respected and cherished and high quality. And then it wasn't until I moved to Bali, so I want to say, you know, 2015 time that I really started understanding what sisterhood really was, like started experiencing it. And I actually joined, funny thing, joined one of those, um, what people in the States and elsewhere would say is one of those Ponzi schemes, you know, one of those pyramid schemes of the gifting circles. But I'll tell you, no, it wasn't about the money because I did not ever get gifted back. But my sister circle that I was in was so amazing. We all were spiritual women, psychics, healers, channelers, business owners, creators, managers, like just 
multi-dynamic, multi-talented spiritual women of all different backgrounds, all different ethnicities. All of us were from different nations, different ages, coming together once a week to support, listen, explore, and be with each other. So I am only, it's 2021. I am at the beginning of the sixth year of understanding relating with women in a high class, high vibe, whole way. Like, wow. At 33 years old. Yeah. And I'm grateful for that. That gave me the foundation and the trust to open up to women in a way that I never have. I hadn't before. So this sisterhood healing is a long time coming. Ironically enough, my whole business is with women. The people I talk to every day with women. I buy from women. I shop with women. I laugh with women. I break bread with women. Everyone in my phone is damn near a woman. Like my favorite people that I start my, I'm talking to all the time is women. And yet the seeds are like the rotted roots of this wound is making me think or is preventing me from going further in this demonstration of high-class sisterhood. It's interesting because I have a lot of women who are fantastic sisters and who deeply support me and I deeply support them. So this goes back to something I mentioned in another earlier episode, I believe, that one of our greatest myths or misconceptions is that the external expression of something, particularly in acquiring wealth or material items, means that the inside is healed and well, and it's not true. I have wonderful relationships with women. I need it to get to this next core healing relating to sisterhood abandonment. When the inside keeps getting worked on at the core, especially down the lineage to the ancestors, then we see an amplification externally. When it's inside, we see it externally. Just because we see it externally doesn't mean it's happening in the core vibrationally in the inside. We could be having all of the sisterhood we want and then birth a kid who, you know, does terrible things to women. Who knows, right? Just want to add that. As contacts, I have amazing relationships and this wound was making me think that I didn't or that they weren't as evolved as they are and they are. So I want to take a moment to shout out and send love to all of the women and y'all know who you are, who I deeply respect and love, who respect me, love me, appreciate me, call me in, hold me high and I do the same with them, who you know who you are. Y'all be in my phone. We be in the chats. We be in the messages. And those who I haven't talked to for a while, I love you. And those who we are not in community anymore, I appreciate you also. And I still deeply respect and love who you are. And I'm grateful for our time together. It's important how we part ways and move in relationships can show how we can relate without having full destruction of each other's essence. Big breath there. I want that in all my relationships. I want them to start and end with the same enthusiasm and care. That's an intention. Okay, y'all. So before I get into insights and action, so here's your time to grab your journal, pencil and pen, markers, highlighters, stick. Yeah. I don't know why I've been breaking out into song lately, but I have. I want to have a little moment for a promotion. 
Healing is happening is coming. Actually, healing is happening is happening now. (laughs) I mean, come on. I had to have something goofy in this episode. But healing is happening is something that came out of me actually starting the podcast. I'm like, a lot of stuff is still happening and there is healing that's happening. And I want to be able to highlight that. So healing is happening will not only just these episode segments, it's also a group membership, a group ancestral healing and coaching membership that is starting in March to be exact. The early bird waitlist is up and what this is going to be, healing is happening, is going to be us meeting twice a month to make connection and to journey directly with your ancestors, with the ancestors, on specific topics and themes relating to your own personal freedom, cultural change, social justice, abundance, business, confidence building, all of these different themes and things that we need to create freedom in our lives, to actualize our dreams and our purpose, and to have positive change and evolution in this world. So this is going to be safe space to connect with the ancestors. I will be guiding them live. You will not be able to see each other. It will be a safe container and space to unpack all of these things in a well-held ritual container. So if you are down for exploring and doing this in group setting, but again, you won't be, you know, all up in each other's stuff. It's going to be me facilitating, opening up the portals, invoking and calling in the folks, and you go on your journey and then there'll be time to process afterwards. If you are interested in being part of Healing is Happening, the first intake, do hit the link in the show notes because the early bird list is open and I will be reaching out to share more information and to get folks signed up. So if you like to do the healing, if you want to dive into it, if you don't want to keep sitting in what's still happening and want to start moving towards what could be, this is for us. All right. All right. So let's now move into the insight to actions section here. Get your pen and paper, get your pen and paper, get your pen and paper. Oh yeah. And here's the first question. How have you been? abandoned by and in sisterhood let's just start with the same question that Bella and her folks posed to me how have you been abandoned by and in sisterhood next question how have you abandoned your fellow sisters how have you participated in abandoning fellow sisters and no guilt no judgment just see how the seed has been planted in you too we have to We cannot always take the position of being the victim or having something happening to us. We have to see how we have participated and been in relationship with the very thing we do not want. I myself, another full transparent moment when I really started getting into this abandonment of sisterhood, I had to flick off a couple emails of my own being like, listen, a sincere apology. Can I meet you in this? Can you meet me in my apology? Because I got some things I need to tell you. And I don't want to end it in this way. I want to take responsibility for my part and dissolving that energy wound that could have been left behind. And, you know, some people flick me back and were like, hey, I didn't even see it that way. And also, hey, thanks for this because, yeah, girl, damn. And I was like, word, you know. So how have you abandoned sisters? How have you participated in this dynamic that we want to heal? Third question what have women taken from you that you need to reclaim and 
not just reclaim it and have it, but reclaim it and be generous in your expression and sharing of it. What are you reclaiming that you need to be seen in, sis? That's what I'm saying. For me, it was all of these things of, I like high quality things. I like to be animated. I like to speak my truth. I like to be giving. I like to be a fucking nice girl and not nice as in sweet and right and a good girl. Just nine times out of 10, I don't even fucking realize someone's throwing shade at me. It'd be like two and three days later. I'd be like, oh, was that, was that some shade? Girl, I didn't, was in my sunshine. I didn't even realize. For real? Like, damn, that's how you feel? Cause, but that's a wound in itself. When I'm having a good ass time, like, do, 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 come on girls. And then later on, I'm like, damn, I was being hella genuine and generous. And I had no idea you were feeling something because I was just high on my own supply. <laughs> I mean, it's a blessing and a curse. Like, I like that about myself. But also when I realized it, I'd be like, what the fuck? The fuck? So there's that. But be seen in it. How can you reclaim it, no longer allow that experience, that person, that exchange to hold the parts of you that are so beautiful and so brilliant and need to be seen in the world? Claim that. Sit down and do a visioning, do a journey, write the person's name down, write down the scenario, revisit the scenario, love on yourself in that moment. Talk to yourself who's in that moment and reclaim yourself and then live it in your day-to-day life right now, Okay. Last question, what do you need to forgive yourself for? How have you shrunken instead of being bold? In what ways did you abandon yourself for the comfort of other women? This one's a hard one. When I look back at all the scenarios that I shared with y'all, there were moments that I did not put my boundary in. There were moments where I didn't say, yo, sis, that hurt my feelings. I am understanding based on your actions that you think this of me or that you have not followed through what you told me or whatever it might be. I didn't stand up for myself. I didn't even express it. Even if they were like, yeah, you're wrong. That's not what I think. I didn't even get it out of my body. You know, I shut my voice down. I shut my expression. I need to forgive myself for doing that because I could have done things differently in a way that could have been different for me and the people in person or people involved, right? So just see if there's something that you need to forgive yourself for. Now I'm leaving off question number five, but I will share it with you, which is funny, right? How I said that. Some people believe that it's good to forgive people who have harmed them. And some people don't. I believe that you know what you need to do. I don't believe that healing requires forgiving people. I do believe that it requires forgiving yourself and moving forward essentially neutralizing. I do believe that healing here, let me say it this way. Yep. Let's say it this way. I believe that healing requires the neutralization of the energy and the forward movement with new energy, period. Now, whatever you need to do to neutralize and bring in the new energy that personifies and expresses what you actually want is required. So you can figure out what that looks like. It might be forgiving people. It might be having conversations. It might be, you know what? Nah, we're done. I forgive myself. I'm done with the situation. I got the learnings. I talked to my ancestors about it. They blessed me. They cleared it. The great, 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 great grandmother who experienced this for the first time is taken care of. We're good moving forward. You know what I'm saying? So you sit with that for yourself. And I trust that you know exactly what you need for your own healing 
and also to contribute to this collective woman and sisterhood healing that we are all in need for and we're currently in. You know, I look on the internet, a lot of us are talking about sisterhood and healing. It's no coincidence that this year, 2021, is about repairing relationships. And I think repairing woman relationships, female relationships, women sisterhood relationships is first on the docket. Yeah. All right. So as y'all know, I hope that you have a beautiful and blessed day, night, evening, week until you get to hear my voice again. And whatever ways you choose to embark on your healing journey, I hope that you remember to continue doing it with both courage and compassion. I'm sending you lots of love wherever you are. Hey, y'all. If you like this episode of It's Still Happening podcast, I would love to hear about it and see it all across the interwebs, okay? So you can find me at Ash Inspires on Instagram, on Facebook, and hey, Ash Inspires on Twitter. Go ahead and tag me and, you know, tell me, share with people what inspired you, what did my message stir up, and what are you thinking? What are you going to do about it? I'd love to know. And if you want to get more intimate with me, feel free to visit my website at ashleyjohns.com. Till then, be well.